Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. It's interesting that you you see there are, I mean, we, we have had some CEOs that uh, seemed to be in their monster stage when they would come down to run the company. You know, we went through a period of time with our company mm-hmm. out in Atlanta where they would send out one, one incredibly strange CEO after another down from New York. And, uh, you know, we did get most of them were pretty, pretty decent, but we, we did have, uh, we did have one that would, you know, fire people on the elevator if they didn't basically uh, bow down, you know, oh, and, my God. you know, Oh, you know, yeah. Who is that guy? Fire him, you know, you know, get off the elevator, go back there. Who is that guy on the elevator? Go in there, fire him, you know, guy had been with the company 35 years, you know, Gosh. you know, things like that are, you know, come in and, you know, we had a kitchen outside of his office and bring in, uh, you know, he'd have breakfast in the office. The secretary would bring in or assistant would have bring in his cereal. And if it wasn't the right temperature, he'd throw them, the, you know, milk and oh. Cornflake up against the wall and, you know, just a real, you know, real five-year-old, you know, right, right. but you don't have many of those. Most, what do you find that most of the people at the top have realized you got to get things done with people. Yes. And <laughs> the, the better you treat them, it's easier for them to go the extra mile uh, putting up with you because none of us are going to be that easy to work with, Absolutely. You know, especially if you're in a leadership situation, you know, uh, and one thing that uh, people need to know when, uh, especially if they're being coached, you know, it's just like, don't expect yourself to be uh, perfect and emotionally, you know, and it's like, you know, there's, there's going to be times where you're just going to be hard to live with, but, you know, apologize for it as much as you can or when you can, uh, Treat people as good as you 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 can, but don't overdo it when you are getting down in yourself because you really screwed up, you know, right. because right. everybody's going to really screw up. And then you just really make make it right, you know, one yes. way or the other. And then if the people can't get over that and accept the apology or whatever, then that's their issue. That's not your issue. Yes. That's, you know, like, well said. Well said. And, uh, they uh, that even you know say in the Bible I think it says uh, live at peace with 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 other other men and women as much as it's in your power you know and so past a certain point don't uh, uh, get over yourself because there's a lot of pressure and a lot of a lot of uh, uh, fireballs that fall out of the sky on the head of whoever's in charge yes and you don't what I what creates the most stress you don't have time. You know, it's just like, bam, you know, you're in the middle of this thing, stressful situation. And that's when everything unravels. You know, they unravel at the worst possible time. You know, they, you know, your house is going to burn down the day after you lapse the fire insurance. You know, right. Right. Yeah. So, And the leader's got to somehow cover all of that and make it come out right. And so uh, uh, you're not going to be perfect, but you can solve it and keep on going. That's the main thing. Yes. If you're treating people right, because they'll give you the latitude. And so what kind of things have you, what do you think you've had? So let's talk about some of the turnarounds you've had here recently and uh, how how and why you think 
you were, you made a difference, you know, like, what do you bring to the table? What, you know, and be, where you could say that was very satisfying, you know, it's like yeah. when you're talking to yourself, yeah. you're not, uh, you're not going in in front of the company and prayed and say, thank goodness you guys are smart enough to bring me in here because right. you, you were going nowhere. And then when I showed up, everything to, you know, you can't, you can't right. do that. But right. when you get off by yourself, uh, again, you're giving all the credit to them. But when you get yeah. by yourself, you take satisfaction when you do a good job and you are making a difference. Where yeah. do you think you make a difference? I think, you know, based on what I shared about my leadership learning experiences, um, I made the most difference, at least in the past two years, really with people, right? That's a great book. I'm sure you know the book, Who Not How by yeah. Dan Sullivan and, and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And it's just literally what you said, like the, the top leaders recognize that they need people to accomplish goals, right? They need to treat their people yeah. right. So I've been on a path to really make sure, just a saying, right? Like in business that, your clients always come first, client obsession, right? right? That's cool. But I believe in employee obsession. Yeah. I believe when you take care of your team members first, they'll take care of your clients. Yeah. So I've been on that mission to really make sure that I'm a good leader. I'm a good person. I'm setting the right example. I'm being a good role model and I'm leading from the front and I'm saying sorry to people when I make mistakes, right? Like I'm, I'm doing my, I'm doing my best to do that. And so I think, for me, that was a big, I think that's a big thing that I brought to the table, the leadership. And how has that worked out in when you come into a situation and evaluate a situation and you're called in to uh, help turn them yes. around and get going? How do you, what are things, how do you go about getting to that point where you can uh, make this kind of contribution? Yeah, great question. So a lot of my clients these days, they hire me for sales management consulting. Yeah. Literally, they say, Joel, I've got a problem. My sales team is converting at less than 10% conversion rates. Our short rates are horrible. Can you come in and take a look? So I come in and the first thing I do is not the only, I, I don't just question the salespeople, but I figure out what is going on at the leadership level. Yeah. <laughs> what are the leaders not doing? And I guarantee you the, mis the issues are always at the leadership management. Wow, wow. And so, so then what do you do? <laughs> well, then I literally say, well, here's my training program for leadership, for, for sales management. Yeah. Let's go through it. Let's jump on once a week and let me coach you through. And then, then the results, the results improve, right? Just from that. <laughs> but with the top people, but you, but you the do top, it with the top people. Yeah. I do it. Yeah. So like, I, okay. So here's the mistake when I first did sales consulting, when right. I first did sales consulting, I would only go and train the salespeople. Right. And I realized this isn't working because as much as I could make these salespeople good, they had so many obstacles on top at a top level that hold held them back. So I realized I actually have to I actually have to work with both parties. Yeah. Both the people, but also the management. <laughs> and this so that was, you know. And this okay. is why I recommend people who really want to get an education go and find all of the old episodes of caesar the dog whisperer <laughs> mm. and watch those things because you find out he can train the dog no problem you know the wow. vicious this that, and the other but it's always he's always saying it's the it's the owners that are the problem amazing you know? wow and amazing. I, it's like when my you know i go see my sister 
and her family. And, uh, you know, they had the dog inside the house and acting like a lunatic. And I said, yeah, but you guys always watch, uh, you know, Caesar, you know, what's the deal? What I said, right. all you got to do is this, that, and the other. well, we don't want to do that, you know, and this, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you let the dog, right. It's one thing to watch the program, but right. you know, cause he established that the dogs want discipline, right? They want order. They, right. you know, and in the absence of that, they're going to act out right. to see if they can make you stand up and take charge of the situation. If not, they'll take charge. Right. You know? right. And I always love these things yeah. on the episodes where you have like in Central Park, you got like Jer- someone like worth hundreds of millions of dollars, like Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. Taking his out total out of control dogs out through Central Park and he's got to walk them, you know, a couple times a day. Yeah. You know, uh, or have them walk, but usually, you know, it's amazing how much they walk them themselves. But no, when they go back into their sanctuary, their their twenty, thirty, forty million dollar house uh, in uh, the east upper east side, that they're going into a kingdom ruled by two two or three out of control dogs. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But, you know, all you got to do is assert yourself, and it's it's you're not being bad uh, to your team. In, install some order and things like that, you know, and, uh, you know, you want to do it in a way where they understand. And uh, what was one of the most difficult cases you've had so far up to get to bring people through, would you say? I think I think the toughest moments are the moments where, like you said, the, the commission salespeople, they really want to make money and they want to win. And their offer, their product, right, has so much potential and it's a great product. But then for me, it was just having a leader that had a big ego, you know, like inflated ego that wouldn't want to listen, that wouldn't want to change. And like I could literally see all the potential being like literally burnt, dissipating into the air because of one person's ego. Right. And to me, those are always the toughest because they're not they're not gonna i mean i i can lead a horse to water but i can't make the horse drink water right yeah i can point these things out to the the the, the leader as a peer but it's up to him or her whether they want to implement what we teach them yeah and i think those are always the toughest moments where i can't get through to a fellow leader basically for those of you who are sick and tired of fooling around and are dead serious about wanting to move up fast i've got something especially for you I've combined the best insights from over 40 years in business and making $70 million in income and compress them into a free webinar. That's right. It's a free resource. If you want to find out exactly what the concepts are that I use in coaching million-dollar earners, register now at WhiteLOnWinning.com. You'll discover the five-part framework used by so many to reach their financial, personal, and professional goals. You can find that link in this episode's show notes. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that's uh, uh, rewarding about getting bigger and bigger and bigger is that you can say no to uh, bigger and bigger, bigger people like, you know, I don't care how much business you bring this and the other. It's not not a good situation for me. I don't, right. you know, I don't think that uh, you and I would, would mesh, you know, your style obviously works. Right. But, uh, 
uh, you know, I, I don't want to be the, you know, creating problems and just back away, you know, and, yes. uh, uh, because you want to get a situation where you can be successful. And I'm sure you analyze uh, things in that. You've learned to analyze things that way. How long, uh, What the contracts that you have with people, how long do they usually run? Yeah, so I always start engagements at um, three months. Yeah. But because that gives me time to analyze, put in right. time, play, do coaching, have my team come in. Um, and then we go month to month from there. And there are clients who I've known for like years before I worked with them. I give them month to month contracts. Um, but just like you said, this week, we literally gave out, you know, um, multiple. It was, uh, you know, almost probably almost $50,000 of refunds to clients that we just didn't want to work with. Yeah. They were just not wanting like they were, we were just not a good fit. Right. Yeah. So it's like at the end of it, say, you know what? I've gave you some things for free. You can keep, you can keep the scripts, keep the templates, but here's a full refund. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's a really good feeling, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's it's scary, but it's also a good feeling, right? It's like, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, it's a part of your progression. And the thing is you nice. it you might you might as well let them have it because they're never going to pay any attention to it anyway. Even if you were there right at their side, there's some people that won't get it even if you're in front of them screaming the answer in their face and go like i don't know i just don't get it just like you know <laughs> but there's no you know there's no reason we're not always you know and sometimes it's our fault that yes. we're just not communicating with them yes. and yes. so we don't need to be on the high horse to where they're not good enough for us or whatever it's just like exactly. Exactly. i just don't think i'm your I, I just don't think i'm your guy you know yeah so what would you, uh, I think I'm going to have to force myself to wrap this up. I think we could go yeah. on and on for quite a while. What did you, what would, what would you say? How did uh, Ulysses broaden your scope right off the bat and things that uh, uh, you found yourself doing? Cause not everybody's going to find Ulysses, but you can start yeah. doing, so, you know, the ideas are out there for people to use. So what are some of the ideas he used with you right off the bat to get you uh, uh, known more? Yeah, so I think um, the first thing is like being consistent, posting content online. Um, It's not expensive. You don't have to get a fancy camera. You could do it yourself, right? You don't have, like if you, I've been posting content now for exactly a year. And to be fair, it's not like my followers have skyrocketed. I've only gained probably like, you know, three, 4,000 followers in the past 12 months. Yeah. But, but it's the habit and the consistency of doing the same thing over and over again that I'm actually looking for, right? So I might, we post a video every single day. Um, and I think that's one of the best ways is just get, that, get your organic content up. So when people search for you, they don't see an empty Instagram. They see yeah. that you have hundreds of videos about your topic, right? So that's right. the first thing I would do if you don't have access or you don't want to, you know, hire like a Ulysses. And um, the second thing I would do, I highly encourage is people to actually go to in-person events, Yeah. right? In-person events, invest money in that. It could be free, it could be paid, but go and actually network with people. I still believe, like, I'm a part of a lot of masterminds, Larry. Well, yeah. I, when I say a lot, I mean four. Yeah. But yeah the true value in masterminds is actually for me, the people, right. the networks, right? Yeah. I believe, you know, that your net worth, your network is your net worth. Yeah. Um, I believe that net, the right networks will open the right doors. 
Yeah. So for me, it's like being able to get out of my comfort zone and being able to talk to people. So anyone that's listening or watching, it's just about being brave or taking the first step to go to an event and then actually talking and adding value to people and trying to see what you can solve the many problems, right? Maybe without right. expecting anything in return in the beginning. Sure. And a lot, what we've seen over the last decades here is the growth of local entrepreneur groups and networking groups and where business leaders in a community get together, meet, lunch, talk over things, have a speaker, but just interact like that. But, you know, you don't have to be flying all over the country to these things, you know, to uh, uh, get in front of the biggest leaders in the world. You can start locally. It's just start where you are, start where you can and uh, uh, start giving you a bigger, bigger exposure. And how did this change your outlook when when you started doing this? Uh, when you say you see how it changed you and your thinking, you mean networking? No, well, we, with you, you started dealing with Ulysses. He yeah. put some ideas in there. It caused you to do things that maybe you well, I'm sure you weren't doing, but maybe you didn't yeah. know if it would be worth the effort right. or whatever. And you're saying, yeah. uh, but then the, from the process, light bulbs go on in your head. Yes. What, uh, how did that work? Yeah, I think. You know, with Ulysses, because it's PR and, and right. press release and public relations, but it's more about, I think, controlling the narrative, right, of yeah. what the world sees about you or your company. And I think that's a very strong, that's a very powerful thing to be able to do or control. Right. And and so, you know, what I've learned is basically whoever controls the narrative will always win, right? It's like, yeah. In history, the winners and losers of battle, but whoever writes history is always the winners that writes history, right? In the history okay. books and everything. So I think for me, it's just, it's kind of one of those things where it's a, it's a double-edged sword. You can right. use it for good. You can also use it for bad, right? Yeah. Like, for example, I could come on and just embellish and lie about everything I've done. Right. Sure. Will that, you know, will that, will that get me, you know, bigger, faster? No. Sure, I suppose. But then eventually you're going to get found out. Right, right. So for me, for me, it's just carefully, you know, carefully balancing how I use PR, if that makes sense. Right. And making sure it's like, again, integrity. Right? It's legitimate. Legitimate. Yep. yep. Ethical. Yeah. Well, congratulations. And the thing I would tell you about your followers, you know, the uh, uh, all of these things, you really need to hold your judgment until the third or fourth year mm. because it's kind of like, you know, you know, it's like when we went to uh, because of the because of the regulations where we weren't able to make pull this off. We were we went over to uh, the UK to build a uh, marketing organization and financial services in 2003. OK. And when I went over there, I knew it was going to be brutal. But uh, what I said to myself was like, if it takes a whole year of me beating my head against the wall to get just three people you know, in a part-time management, you know, just three decent people that if I call a meeting, they'll be there and they're, they're know enough to where they can explain things to other people. If I keep that same program going second year, I will have nine, you know, and then the third year I'll have, you know, 27. And then after I'm before long, I'm, I'm around 180 to a hundred 
wide on my management team because you have to give time for your efforts to compound and multiply. So I think if you stay yes. on your track, yes, uh, this is we're switching roles. But but if I would say to you, the way to look at those numbers is like yes. it's fantastic because I did get that many, but we're laying the foundation for thousands where we're getting hundreds now and tens of thousands after that, you know, so uh, I appreciate that, Larry. Thank you. Yeah, The whole idea is to get, in fact, I did a talk on this on Monday. It's like how to uh, recruit uh, tens of thousands of people for decades. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, that's what I've done in my business. It's like, you know, you have to have a system and you have to, it has to be simple and you have to stay with it. And uh, that's what I'm hearing from you that you've got going. So I would say stay on track, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Larry. And uh, last words here uh, that uh, you want, uh, you have a last word you want to pass on to the uh, people who've been listening? Um, I always say this when I, when I wrap things up and I'm a big proponent of, you know, the whole gain and mindset, which is like winning. Right. So I would say for anyone listening right now, you know, to take a, take a look every night before you go to bed at, at what you've learned today. What have you gained? Yeah. What have you right. won? Right. And then just write it down and that will really serve you every single yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. The lessons you learn, you know, it's like not everything works for everybody, but we're in the process of finding out what works for us. Yes. And that's really gold once you find it, you know, because you yes. can use it forever uh, to create profit for yourself and the people around you. Thanks so much. Thank Great you, Larry. Talking with you. Let's stay in touch. Thank you, Larry. Take care now. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.